All right, this portion of the show is brought to you by Diamond Auto Glass. Get more information and check out why the difference is clear.com. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, let's start off today with some local governance. And I'm going to be talking about what the city of Flagstaff is doing, but I think this pertains to everybody who has a local government, which is everybody. (laughs) Especially those with a charter that they're trying to change all the time. Yeah, but this really pertains to just, I'm I'm a little frustrated because I think... It almost seems to me, and I don't trust these politicians anymore. I think we got a lot of slimy politicians all over the place. It almost seems to me like they're trying to pull one over on us. And I think they are. I think they After are, too. After reading this again yeah, for the yeah, second yeah. time. So this is a warning to everybody who has a city council, a town council, but really a county board or a state legislator or a federal government like Congress all the way up to the president. So that's all of us, mm-hmm. is that you just got to watch them all the time because they will do whatever they can to push more authority into their hands. And I think that a perfect example of this is the city of Flagstaff and this ridiculous 19, 19, 20, 20, if you count the hospital questions, 20 questions on a ballot when we're all really busy city council and city manager. And you put out this crap that is almost it's un. I can't understand what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, it's so much legal jargon. I, yeah, I can't and understand they, what they you're do talking a about. Section in the voter pamphlet thing that that kind of puts it into somewhat of layman's terms, but even still, it's it's a lot of like focus and concentration of yeah. just try and kind of get, and then you try and read between the lines sometimes because yeah. they make it sound great, like this is a, a good idea. And when you dig deeper, you discover that maybe not so much. Yeah, and spoiler yeah. alert, I'm voting yes on five out of these 20. Out of 20, five out of 20, and I'll probably be close to that. But it, it frustrates me because local government impacts your life more than any other branch of government. I, everybody knows what's going on in Congress. Everybody knows what Biden's doing. But most people would be hard-pressed to identify more than one member of their, their local council. You, know, mm-hmm. you might know your mayor. And I even question that. You certainly don't know your school board members. You probably don't know your your county board of supervisors. You might not even know your state representative, which you have two of. Yeah. You might not yeah. even know your state senator, which you have one of. I'm guilty of that too. Yeah, I, I know I we just all got are. a mailer. We all are. Um, yesterday for something, and it had a picture of one of the city council members here in Flagstaff, one of the newer ones. Yeah, and you're like, who knows like, that? I didn't even know what that person looked like. Yeah, who is this person? Like, I wouldn't know that person. Yeah, yeah. I know the name, sort of, but not. I've never seen, I don't think I've seen her. All right, so I'm going to get into this, and I want everybody to stay tuned, even though if you don't live in the city of Flagstaff, because I think you'll be surprised at what I think is politicians and bureaucrats trying to push one over on us and give themselves more authority, um, which they're very good at. And once you give them more authority, you never get it back. You, you never get this stuff back. Um, and this, like I said, echoes right up the chain. Because remember, all these local politicians, their dream is to become the next state legislator. And then they all think they're going to be governor and president and member of Congress someday. And and some of them, that's how they get yeah. there. I mean, you yeah. look at the Speaker of the House debacle that happened recently. Most of those speakers started at the county, 
you know, yeah, or the state yeah. legislature, and they move up the chain, and they never get out of government. So let's get to all that. And if you got any comments, always love hearing from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Hour two of the show, I got Mark Howitt, who's away on a big bike trip. So we're going to talk with him. Get He's probably just bursting at the seams with stuff he wants to talk about. So we'll get you caught up on some of the national and international news that's going on as well. All right, don't replace your old roof before you talk to Dave at Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona. You may be able to save up to 90% of the cost of a new asphalt shingle roof. Angela and I had a roof replaced, a couple roofs replaced last year. Very, 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 very expensive. Inflation is just like, poof. I mean, 25000 ish yeah. for new roofs. Uh, Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona rejuvenates your existing roof with a revolutionary, all-natural, non-toxic, sustainable treatment. Uh, it can last up to six years, and you can save up to 90% of the cost of a new roof. Call Dave, who is an experienced home inspector, for a free roof inspection at 928-301-9404. Maybe before the snow flies, right? 928-301-9404. That's Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona, 928-301-9404, or go to freshroofofnaz.com. Okay. Proposition 461. I'm voting yes on that. That's requiring the the minimum signatures required to get on the ballot. Okay. Let's talk about this for a minute. Um, The state of Arizona, I believe, has like a 5% thing you have Mm -hmm. to get. So let let me give you some history. The When I started getting involved with local city politics in 2010, uh, I was helping a guy who was running for uh, mayor, former mm-hmm. council member uh, Joe Howie, and worked on his campaign. And there was maybe in the previous election, because elections used to be in the spring, and it wasn't with the general election. It was what, May? It was in May. May, June. Um, so it was very focused on local. And I thought that was a good idea because – then you're not on page 83 of the ballot, right. you know, and there's behind not the president, senator, the, yep. with the ads and stuff for president and it senators was, and governors and all yeah. that stuff. It's like really focused on local stuff. It, it used to be very focused on local. Now, some of you still have off-year elections. I think Prescott. Mm-hmm. I think you just had your mayoral and council election there. And I think that's a good idea because the state changes that we're going to have to all conform with the November election, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then the, it got overruled and then cities could go back. Flagstaff never went back and a lot of places didn't go back. So I don't think there's that focus there. Um, what also happened as soon as they switched it to November election is everybody's out voting. Everybody's an expert on everything and everybody wants to vote for president, senator mm-hmm. and Congress, right? So I, I think that maybe eight to 10,000 people were voting in Flagstaff, for example, in 2010, 2012. In the local, just the local. In the local uh-huh. election, yeah. And then you throw in, oh, we changed the date to November. Now all of a sudden there's 25,000 people voting or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. just giving you some top of the head figures. So you have to take 5% of that to get signatures. So what happened was, you know, I think first time I ran, ran we needed eight or 700, 800 yeah. signatures. And then it, all of a sudden people are having to get two, 3,000 signatures in some places to run for local public office, which is more signatures than is required if you run for Congress. Because mm-hmm. Congress are only taking a percentage of the party people that voted. Local elections are nonpartisan except for Tucson for some reason. They just vote all Democrat and city's been falling apart for years, by the way. Um, and it, it's a much higher number. So it becomes really hard to get in. And get on the ballot. Right. So they're proposing these are smaller campaign. They don't have money to yeah, hire people yeah. and things like that. Exactly. So that it's hard to get that many signat- good valid signatures. I think state law says it's five percent or one thousand, which is 
ever less for minimum signature requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, if your city or town's not doing that, I think it's it's probably a good idea. So that way, it's like if you're in right. a bigger city, it's a thousand, which you'll need more than that, of course, for bad signatures. Or five percent. You have let's say Camp Verde. I don't know. Camp Verde's got ten thousand people. Is there two thousand people voting in an election? Okay, well you can get on the ballot with a hundred and something yeah, signatures, right. right? So I think that's a good idea. So I, I voted, I voted yes on that. Yeah. And I think I'm, you did as I'm well. Dead. I think I that's a good too. change. Um, then it's, and this is what you got to watch for whenever your city is like, cause in Arizona, we have a, 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 a city manager, uh, form of government, um, council manager government. It's kind of like a, the, it's the corporate model. So picture a corporation and the board chooses a, um, uh, a, a CEO, CEO or chairman of the board to see. And they, then yeah. they choose a CEO. The CEO runs the corporation. The CEO runs the city. The, Day-to-day in, yeah, stuff. In, your, in, in all cities in Arizona, we have um, weak mayors, for example, not strong mayors. In like New York City, the strong mayor, this is Adams right now, mm-hmm. in Chicago, they have a strong mayor. They run the administration. They run, um, they can tell the police chief, you do, the, the mayor can t- t- call the police chief. In your local city governments, the charter cities, they, and generally all cities in Arizona and towns, there's that disconnect. You can't direct staff except for the city manager and the city attorney. Those are the only two positions that when I was on council, I could call up the city attorney and say, blah, 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 or the city manager. Mm-hmm. may disagree and then say, well, I got to go to council for that. But you can actually have that relationship. Um, so we city managers are very, very strong, mm-hmm. very strong. And they don't, they, they, most of them never come from these communities. They, they, they're like, it's like a circus. They come from other states. They get imported. They get from, imported. Yeah. They're here a few years <laughs> and then they're gone. So I would say my preface here is I don't want to give them any more power. Yeah. Because they're not they really enough. ingrained <laughs> in the community. So what's this one? Um, that's taking the letting the city manager um, like a formal solicitation for whatever. For bid, like for bid, buying things. For bidding stuff. Yeah. They can spend up to $50,000 now, now. Without, without council approval. Okay. They want to change it to $100,000 oh, without no. approval. No, no. no. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Bring it. Bef- I know that they're going to argue inflation and all this. Um, no. I don't want them having the authority, the city managers, to spend any more money without, without going approval. to a public process right. through the council, of which I can go down there. City manager. Look, I'll get to that in a second. I, I don't even know who our city manager is. <laughs> not one person from the city of Flagstaff reached out to me to so come talk, talk about, about these propositions yeah. or explain them better. So they're going to listen to me when I say, I don't want you spending $83,000 city manager. Or, who or Hell no. $99,999. Yeah. So 462 <laughs> voted no. And that's, you got to make sure that they have the, no matter what town you're in, make sure that their spending ca- capability is very, very, very crunched down. Mm-hmm. You know, my take on, on government, starve them of funds because the more money they get, the more dangerous they become. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Question number 463. Um, residency requirements, big, big, big red flag, big red flag. Yeah. Huge. As of now, the head of departments, city clerk, treasurer, city attorney are required to live in, in the, the city, in the city, in the city. Yeah. So they want to remove that requirement so that they can live, I guess, anywhere else. <laughs> yes. In the city or anywhere else. Yeah, so anywhere, they, anywhere. So I'm voting no on Next that. Next thing too. you know, they're dialing it in remotely. Yeah. You know, know. Uh, no, no. Look on a local level, you want your, the people who are on top to be living in the city because the impacts living with the rules that they, yeah, 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 exactly. I I say this about, I I always get frustrated with local school boards as well. 
it seems like this is a breeding ground for people who have ambitions of running for higher office and they don't even have kids in the school. Or mm-hmm. maybe they don't even have kids, period. Right. That frustrates me because like there's, you have no skin in the game. You're telling me what's best for my kid when you don't even have a kid in this school. Yeah. So same thing well, with this. And I understand that, that, you know, the housing is expensive in the city and you, you might not, you know, maybe you want to have a ranch or something like that outside the city. Get and Get a different and, job. Okay, fine. But um, that just, I can see that going haywire and all of a sudden like you said they're, they're not even close and i mean yeah no if there's know. no requirement for them to live here then what stops them from moving out of state or yeah, something exactly Who knows? exactly a city of this size they can find housing and believe me the directors in these positions we're talking about the head of um i don't know streets or the landfill whatever you yeah. know public works i don't know or the deputy city managers if you don't live in a city deputy city manager, then maybe you shouldn't be the deputy city manager. Right. And well, you and know what? You probably get paid well into the six, well yeah. into the six figures. Uh, sorry about that. I think that this is a hell no. Look, maybe in a very small town or city, I could see that you have trouble hiring someone full time. Some cities actually have um, the, um, the 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 lawyer, the um, city attorney. Mm-hmm. The city attorney is does multiple cities. Okay, I can kind of get that because you don't have enough money to hire mm-hmm. someone full time, and right. it's kind of outsourced. But not in a place like Flagstaff. Yeah, not in they a place have plenty like of work here. Not in a place like Phoenix, yeah. right? And by the way, on, on a national level, you've got these people running for Congress that they are not required to live in the district. I think they're supposed to live in the state, or so they claim, but they don't even have to live in the district. Nope. And I think that's wrong too. I think you should be living in your. Di- if you're going to run for, fine, move there. Why right fight now. for all this stuff that you don't? Yeah, even, it doesn't even doesn't even impact, impact you. you. It doesn't affect you at if all. If you and if you can't vote for yourself, I got a problem with that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you can't even vote for yourself. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm, for Flagstaff voting, you know, I'm, I'm a no on four um, sixty three, uh, four sixty four. Um, procurement methods. Anytime you hear something procure and spending, I'm. <laughs> like, no. Okay, so uh, as of now, they have the bidding process, yeah. and so then they they put it out to bid. Okay, you know, good. If they want to pr- procure something, and they'll take the lowest bidder, right? Yeah. You know, fix this or or whatever, and this would allow them to take any offer they they can pick their offer. Like it doesn't mean that they have to go to the bidder of the. It would change the way that they they don't do the bidding system anymore. It depends. I, can, I mean, I, I can kind of get that because yeah. they say, "Well, maybe we want to go with this person who has more experience. Like maybe they cost more, but they have more experience, and a better track okay, record." Okay, I can see that, but I can also see the um, yeah. How can they screw the, this up? The cronyism that happens when you allow them to take yeah. whatever, whatever offer. No, I'm a, so I'm yeah, a no on I'm that. I'm a no on that because I, I just don't. They did no you know, outreach. I get, I get the intent. It just seems like it could be ripe for. Um, problems. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Proposed, um, uh, 465 proposed amendment relating to leases and sale of real city properties. Yeah. That's actually similar to the previous one in that that's with property. Yeah. So it's, it means that they can sell or lease property to someone other than the highest bidder. Yeah. So rather than going with the highest bidder that, well, they, they offered the most money for this. Well, no, we can sell it to anyone. Okay, yeah. Now I can so see. I can. I can too. see. I can see a problem with that. It's all of a sudden, oh, exactly. I got this. I got this nice drill press for eighty three cents. 
Yeah. You know, because I'm a buddy and I knew it was available. Nobody, no, that's kind of like, well, this that's is what, for that, property. You know, this that, is for land and property. Whatever. Same yeah. thing. I was going to say, it's like, I, and again, I, they didn't take the time to explain it. So I'm not going to take time to figure out what the hell they're talking about too long. Um, it's kind of like, you know, some big box stores, they used to give or sell the damaged merchandise to employees like real cheap. Yeah. Until, you know, some employees start like, Oops, let me take I a hammer to that. that. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't mean gets, to drop it. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same equivalence yeah. there or not. Uh, okay. Well, that's the way I understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. They don't have to sell it to the highest bidder. They can sell it to someone other than that, which yeah. that yeah. could be anyone. So. Okay. So what what do you got here? 466? Yeah, that's similar to 464. I'm a no on okay, that also. No. Okay. 467. Too much power to the city manager. Again. That okay. means they can establish their own rules and regulations for the personnel and all that. I'm oh, yeah. If they say, if you ever hear the, the city bureaucrat saying, we need to have more power so we can establish everything outside yeah, the public no. light, outside the city council meetings, just don't know on that kind of stuff. Yeah. They don't need more power and authority. Next one, like right now, the city council does stuff by ordinance, mm-hmm. which requires two meetings, two readings to yeah. enact. Yeah. Well, they want to change it to require only a resolution, oh. which is only one meeting. Yeah. So they, no. they do a resolution, they pass it, we're done. Yeah. yeah. Um, to borrow money. That's Prop 468 so this is that voters. To, when they need to yeah. borrow money, they want to just be able to do that with a resolution versus an ordinance. So, no. We live in a country that is the, the most indebted nation in the history of planet Earth ever. Yeah. Uh, no. You do yeah. not want to give bureaucrats more authority. To, normally, you got to do things in two reads. So, yeah. so, they want to change so you, it to one. you have a council meeting, oh, we're going to borrow $4 million, whatever the heck the number is. Uh, and then you have a resting period and two weeks later, a week later, you're voting on it again. It's like, it gives the public time to be aware of mm-hmm. what these politicians and bureaucrats are doing. No, they need to have a couple reads on these things so that the public has a chance right. to chime in. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. It is Tuesday. And if you're listening back to the podcast, it might not be Tuesday. It is also Halloween. But once again, it could be November 1st by the time (laughs) you listen to the podcast. Uh, Taco Tuesday going on up at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Voted best sports bar in Flagstaff many, many, many years in a row. And you got game four coming up. I think the Diamondbacks lost game three. It's two to one. Mm-hmm. So pretty it's sure that they'll have a, those uh, games. It's that shaping game up, up to be a, a yeah. decent World Series yeah, so far. exactly. Hey, head over to Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Get some great tacos for Taco Tuesday. Uh, if you think about it on Wednesday, it is Wing Wednesday. Every Wednesday, starting from lunch on into dinner, we can get half-price wings. Phenomenal deal. Uh, I talk to them up at Sportsman's all the time. I said, you know, you're doing this. This is crazy. These wings are like gold, you know, be careful here, <laughs> you know, don't go out of business because you're doing half price wings every Wednesday. No, but they do a phenomenal job. Lots of flavors. Get the, you know, the ultra hot one. If you want to burn your, just, it'll, it'll melt you. Sportsman's Bar and Grill, great drink specials up there as well. Just north of downtown Flagstaff, right there in the Bastion Shopping Center. Back in the morning. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show.
Last year, Angela and I switched over past couple of years, really, to Eric Boatner Allstate Agency, uh, home policy, auto policies, um, and saved a ton of money. They've done a great job. Eric and Lisa Boatner, they've done a great job for us. Uh, like I said, saved money plus great, great customer service. If you're looking for home, auto, motorcycle, RV, off-road vehicles, boats, business owners, life insurance policies, call Eric Boatner, call Lisa Boatner at Allstate Agency at 928 928- 774-8722. Allstate, Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency, People get frustrated because they don't. This happens all over the place, um, and we're talking about we're talking about Flagstaff election for 19 amendments to the uh, city charter, right? But really, this is a warning for all of you. Watch what your local politicians are doing, and this is the easiest group to watch because you, you run into them at the grocery store, right. right? Now, people get frustrated because they're like, "I don't get to decide." What happens in, let's say, Flagstaff because I live in a county. I live in Doney Park. I live in Kachina. I live in Munns Park. It, Prescott has the same issue. There's a lot mm-hmm. of very unincorporated areas where people have moved into, and they're like, but I use these places. It's where I buy my goods and services. I even have a, a business there or a rental property. You know, you know yeah. and I'm getting, and they're, get they're making decisions. We used to I live in that. the county, and yeah. we used to, I know it was frustrating that, man, I go to the city every day. I get my gas and my groceries, yep. and I can't even vote for you know, this or that or the mayor or anything like that. Yeah. I know. Cause don't we, to make a decision. you know, I went through a couple of years of that too, but, but you don't live in the city. Yeah. You don't I don't live in think city. that you should be able to serve on the planning and zoning yeah. commi- board or whatever committee for the city. Yeah. Like I just don't think so. And it, the problem is that it could be exploited and then you get someone from not in Doney Park or not in yeah, Kachina, some activist. someone way far out. So you have some whack job activist that never just, comes yeah, here. That never comes here. Or, and then they want to affect, they want to change stuff. Or you, we see this a lot in our um, HOA. Um, oh yeah. The know, second homeowner. Oh, the Phoenix yeah. people. Oh, it should be this way. And and you're like, just trying to like raise a family and stuff. And they come up with some stupid law that they, or, or um, yeah. not law. Um, zoning, uh, no, HOA Some rule, kind of rule, whatever. Right. And next thing you know, you're dealing with these bozos on the HOA, right? I'm dealing with that well, with our HOA. Yeah, they, we got a they, bunch of bozos on there. You get half of the homes or I whatever say that. They're going to send me another don't letter. Even, <laughs> they don't even live here full time. Yeah. They barely come here more yeah. than, you know, a couple of weeks and no, weekends we do or whatever. do it this way in Scottsdale. We'll go back to Scottsdale. And then they want to change stuff for people that are oh, here all the time. So I get annoying. it. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we should have like for the second homeowners, you know, in, in the HOA. I'm diverting here. Should be like you're like you get like an eighth vote, <laughs> and and those big conglomerates that bought up all the uh, rentals, uh-huh. the, the the one with the, the pool up there on the hill. Stuff, yeah, yeah, it's like what? Yeah. Oh, we we have we had 800 votes or whatever. I don't know what the number right, is. Right. Yeah. It's like okay. All right. Anyway, if you live don't live in your town or city, you don't get to decide what happens there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So yeah. I'm voting no. That's Prop 469 and flags that Prop 470. Um, here's another one. Watch when they say, well, we want to increase the threshold yeah, that's, of uh, money we can that's, borrow. They want, they don't need to get voter approval to spend more yeah, than yeah, a million yeah. dollars. No, you, no. you, you all, you know, pay for the taxes and stuff for all this crap. Right. 
and they want to just cut you out of the loop and say, oh. No, we know. We know, we know better. We know better. We're so smart. I went to school for this stuff, Jeff. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll get back to more of this and more warnings from your local government that you better – Keep a closer eye on all of them, and I'd love your comments. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Because of this and many other factors, including a government on the federal level that spends $2 trillion more than they have every freaking year and has sent $113 billion to Ukraine, and, and God knows what else, right? They're out of control. I don't want to know, really. They're out of control. The national debt is out of control. The deficit spending is out of control. The printing of money is out of control. That's why Angela and I, for years, have bought physical gold and silver. Uh, Call Justin and his team at Desert Gold Exchange uh, before inflation maybe shoots up even more. I don't have a crystal ball. You should always seek a financial planner or uh, legal or financial counsel other than than me. I can just tell you what I do because I don't want you to lose any money. Angela and I have done this like for a long holding process where we buy physical gold and silver really as an insurance policy. Uh, call Desert Gold Exchange, Arizona-based company, 888-852-4343, 888-852-4343. Put Desert Gold Exchange to the test as far as their pricing. I think you'll find they're, they're the lowest prices out there because they keep that overhead low. Again, Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. Back in a minute. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. If you're looking for new blinds, shutters, or shades, I want you to do what Angela and I did just last year, and that's call my good friends at the Blind Brothers. Uh, they're going to come in, lay out all your options, not just the most expensive ones to fit your style and to fit your budget. Right now, if you mention the Jeff Orvitz Show, when you call the Blind Brothers, you get half-off installation in addition to any other advertised specials. Do your neighbors a favor. Do what Angela and I did. Call the Blind Brothers for a free estimate at 928-634-2423. That's the Blind Brothers at 928-634-2423 or go to theblindbrothers.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, welcome back. Mark Howitt in hour two of the show gets you caught up on what's going on statewide, nationally, internationally, and maybe even in outer space. I don't know. Why not, right? Sure. I, I just thought it was important today. I know this is really a very Flagstaff-specific issue. I know a lot of you have voted already on these 19 charter amendments, but I think it, it echoes into towns and cities throughout Arizona and really throughout the country. Really got to watch what's happening at your local level. And we've tried to stress that on this show for seven plus years. That impacts your life more than than anything. It really and you does. Have a, you actually have a say in this stuff. It, yeah, exactly. You know, you, yeah, congressman, congressman or senator, you're a you, joke you can write every letter you want, yeah. but I mean, at least you get you feel like you have a say on, in the voting process. You have somewhat of a say, and you might run into one of these people um, somewhere. I got to tell you, I'm I'm really frustrated with the place where I vote, which is the city of Flagstaff. Not on a personal level, this isn't like I'm personally offended that you didn't reach out to me because nobody deserves that. You know, I don't deserve to be reached out to by the mayor or the city council or any of the upper staff at the city versus any of you out there. Uh, my frustration is not that they didn't reach out to to me personally. 
but that they didn't reach out to you through me. Does that make sense? Because here we have a show that's been in existence for, what, seven years now, and we reach a lot of people. And, you know, I'm honored to do this. It's, I don't know how this fell into my lap. And, you know, I, 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 I know people are listening and it, it, I, I appreciate that. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say no more. Um, but I, I am offended that nobody, nobody from the city of Flagstaff, not one council member, not, not the mayor, not anyone in upper staff thought that, Hey, I think, I think there's a, a show that, re- that reaches some they people. Know there's a show. Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. And, and this one is very complicated. This is, this is, this smacks to me of, that's why I'm a no on a lot of these two is because I, it just smacks to me of slimy politicians yeah. at this point. Hiding and, behind closed and, doors. And, and, and forever, forever yeah. bureaucrats, right? And, and I'll, I'll send a link to them and they'll probably not respond, but they should have reached out to whoever's out there who has some input. And there's a couple sources, mm-hmm. uh, that do exist. They didn't. Yeah. No. Not one call, well, not and, one text, you, nothing. Uh, like I mentioned before, you read through some of the stuff in this book, oh, and, and they really slant it to sound yeah. like this is a great idea for so X, great. Y, and Z. And and if you have even any thought process, yeah, like critical thinking, you're like, what? If what? you think, well, you know, what are the ramifications of this passing? Yeah, that you would. Also vote no on a lot of this Doesn't stuff. Doesn't the city, the, the city, the size of Flagstaff and other places have a, a some kind of outreach person? That's oh, like, they probably do, you know, what, but it doesn't do you, mean they reach out. They don't to, reach out. You know what they do? They do these, type. they do whenever, and this is another great tactic of your small towns and, and small cities and big cities too, is we're going to have a public outreach meeting. It's going to be at the library at 3.30 p.m. on Monday, right yeah. when you got to get your kids. Or and you're we're at, only going to post it on yeah, our website. We're going to post it. it on the website, and everybody can come in and put their input. So you, show, you all show up, right, and you give your input about whatever great plan these genius bureaucrats have, right? And they do like two or three of these over like a few-month period. And then they bring that before the council. It's, it's the bureaucrats, the, 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 the heads of the department. And they say – well, Council Member Angela Orvitz, um, yeah, we did outreach and we got great feedback from 75% of the people that were there on this and 25% didn't like it. You find there's four people yeah. that showed up and yeah. they're probably lobbyists from some, you know, uh, forever uh, inside group or activist type person, not a regular person. And they use that as they, we got so much public input and the public loves this. And then, you know, it gets the council, they pass it. And the next thing you know, you're like, what, what? Where, where'd this yeah, thing come right. from? Oh, we're so far down the process, uh, Mr. Orvitz. You know, we, we asked for public input and nobody, yeah. you know, people showed up and you didn't. You know, that's what they do. That's know, what they do. Instead of going to like where people actually are. Yeah. <laughs> this is like yesterday I was talking about, you know, how, how, how Biden and, and the leftists are pushing the electric cars all the time. Like stop pushing a car that nobody wants. That right, you want, right? right? Yeah. Stop pushing the crap you want and start doing the stuff the that people, people want. Because the only people they talk to love that EV. Yeah. Oh, it's a they great idea. to the other 95% yeah. of us that don't. They're like talking to the, the, the battery manufacturers yeah. or something, right? Same thing on the local level. It's just, it's just yeah, we, we got to get in their face a little bit more respectfully. Um, let's see here. So 471, at- they want to be able to issue sales tax Backed bonds <laughs> with no voter approval. Oh, this is going to turn Not out. Not only no, but yeah. H no. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, it's a great time to borrow uh, money as a city at you know eight percent or whatever yeah. the hell they're getting no. on a bond. Right You're now. not yeah. borrowing yeah. money without yeah. voter approval. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the feds are running that trouble. They got a trillion dollars coming due on treasuries. 
You know, the, the, mm. the Federal Reserve will just buy it from the Treasury and put, mm. stick it in their pocket. 472. I have yes on that. Whatever. That's like changing I, the time period for no. Yeah, I'm election. just a no because I didn't explain it to me. And, and reading it, you bang your head against the wall. Um, final read on ordinance on the same day as first read, no. Prop 473. Again, trying to f- pull one over on you. No. They're tr- do your job. Do two reads so people can understand what's going on out there and have an opportunity and to say. maybe you can't make the first yeah, meeting, but you can make the second meeting. I have no. seen so many times. And most, if you've never been to a council meeting, you, you should at one point in your life go to one, your local town council or city council. I've seen so many times where they do the first read and it passes overwhelmingly and then it gets out and like, what? What is this crap? And then 200 people show up in the interim. Uh-huh. And by the second read, it's like council members start fleeing because they're politicians, you yeah. know, and yeah. then it changes the vote because yeah, people they speak get up. 200 yep. emails and 300 yep. people. He'll know on that. Yeah. He'll know on that. Okay. Okay. Um, the next one I have no also, okay. 474. No, 474, 475. I have not sure, probably no. Okay, we'll just go no on that. 476? Yes. Okay, yes, that's they, right phys- now, keeping records. Yeah, they need to okay. have three paper copies. They want to change it to one paper and one digital. Okay, 477? I have no on that. No. 478? I got yes. That's just changing it from police judge to magistrate. Okay, name change. Okay, I'll go yeah. yes on that. That's a lame one. Uh, proposed amendment relating to failure to vote. This one's stupid. I have yes on that. I, I think I've read it enough times that I yeah, finally understand it. read it eight times? It. Yeah, it, yeah, that one was confusing, but okay. I have yes. That's uh, on I'm if just someone... going to vote no to counter you. Uh, 480? I'm going no. Sorry. Okay. Hospital on. people, I get oh, it. 480. I get oh, it. oh, wait, I jumped the gun on that one. Okay, let's, let's back up. Oof, back up. So this is Prop 480. Um, this is the hospital one. I haven't weighed in much other than I brought a bunch of people on the program to give their opinions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told you that Prop 40, this is for the hospital to rezone this chunk of land out there by the Flagstaff Airport or by Fort Tuthill, basically, from rural residential. Probably big houses on a big lot, basically. Mm-hmm. Picture it like that. That's what it's zoned right now. Mm-hmm. It's on the outskirts, of the very outskirts of the city. And the council unanimously voted to approve this thing. Here's what pisses me off about this one and these, the, and these, these council members. Most of these council members have been opposed to anything being like over 65 feet around. Remember those student housing yeah, projects? It, it was, if it was more than four or five stories. Or, uh, even oh, it's that, so that was tall. too high. That it's was so too high. tall. What did that McCarthy on there? He, wasn't he opposed to all that? Oh, yeah. And yeah. he ran on that. And then he votes to have a 160-foot override south of Flagstaff. Yeah. Now, just a couple years ago, Many of these same people voted to do an overlay on a bunch of existing properties in Flagstaff. The Goldwater Institute had to get involved with this. This is how slimy these people are. The Goldwater Institute had to get involved with this because existing property rights allowed you to, say, have 65 feet. And on top of my head, I don't remember the exact footage, but 65 feet of height, right? The council came in and squashed it down to 45 feet on existing properties, which violated the, which violated yeah. the state law. But the... Government can violate your, the law because they have endless deep pockets. And, to, and we'll talk to Goldwater Institute this Thursday on this very subject with Rob Wilson and Timberline Firearms Training, another city of Flagstaff, First Amendment violation alleged issue. Um, they have unlimited pockets to tell you, um, screw you, Angela. Yeah. You got 65 feet. You now got 45 feet. Right, right. Okay. Go fight us. So you had to hire a lawyer and go fight them. They don't care. It's not their money, and that's right? For a lousy fifteen twenty. They feet, voted to lower the height of of existing properties within the city of Flagstaff, and then the same council, 
six to nothing. One of them is actually a no. He wasn't there for that vote. Should have been there, but whatever. I don't know what's going on. Um, anyway, just south of Flagstaff, they voted to give them a waiver, 160, 160 feet. Right. So, I can Why the hell do you get a waiver? I can, I, I, you take my property from 65 to 45 feet. To hell with you, Jeff. You're just a little guy and all you, uh, you, you peons out there. And then the hospital, they say, you get 160? Right. What is that? So the, in the case of the, them dropping the height um, limit, mm-hmm. that, that was especially annoying because it was zoned for, the 60 feet or 65, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. That was the zoning. That was what you were allowed. And they went and changed. They just that changed zoning. it. Yeah. So this hospital one is not zoned for 160. It's feet. zoned for houses. It's zoned for housing for like yeah. r- rural residential yeah. housing and 160 feet. I think that's my biggest hang up on this. I just can't get past it's, it. My hang up is the, and I hate to use the word equity or equitable is the fact that all you little peon property owners out there got your height limit snatched by yeah, these, these exactly. politicians and bureaucrats and then have to fight for it legally and spend money. And then they give the a waiver. Just walks in they and just they, want, want, they get they a waiver. Three to f- almost yeah. four times what that I can That frustrates have. me because it, the hospital should have come in and said, you know what? And they, he explained it on the show. He said it's bigger, easier for us to go up. I get it. They yep. should have come in and gone wider and mm-hmm. bigger mm-hmm. and conform to kind of that, the community out there and what everybody's been up in arms about for so long. Um, I told you all that I look at this as a zoning issue. Do you want little, little, what's like John Mellon, little pink houses for me and you. Oh, do you want yeah. little pink houses on bigger lots, which it's currently zoned for on the outskirts of the town? Or do you want a big commercial development? That's what this is about. But, and if it had been just that, I probably would have voted yes to change that. But because they, the council so blatantly, uh, hypocrite, they're, they're just hypocrites on this issue. And, you get 45 feet, but you get an exception. I don't like exceptions. Do this. If they get 160 feet, it's like Oprah. You get a car. You get yeah. a car. I get 160 right. feet. And I shouldn't have to come in and fight for it. You already took away my height limits. So for that reason, and looking at what the property currently is on, I'm a no on 480. I am too. I'm pissed off that the city you know, and did that I, I and did they give them an exception. I, mean, I did in too. fairness, I was like, one day I was a yes, one yeah. day I was a no. And then I was telling Jeff last night, I counted up 14 texts, 15 texts from the <laughs> she, yes she on She got pissed on the yes on 480 And I'm like, stop bugging me, yeah, okay? Not yeah. only the mailers, but the texts and stuff. It was like every time I got a text, yeah, I wanted much. to vote it's for it much. less and less. Look. I know that's petty, but it, it bugged me enough that I was like, you know what? I just yeah, stop bugging me about that. I'm pissed about yeah. the, the, the disparity between what I get and what they're getting yeah. and that they took away my, a property right of mine that we have to fight for legally now. And they gave it to somebody else. And that to me is, I hate that. I hate when they, I hate when cities give tax exemptions. I'm not saying this is the same case or anything, but right. you know, oh, the stadium gets to come in and they don't have to pay taxes because they're special. As if your small business ain't special. I hate that. That's where they blew it for me. And quite frankly, the hospital blew it too by not trying to conform a little bit. And I'm surprised more people didn't catch on to the 160 foot thing. Yeah, I, and, I am and really too. Push them yeah. All right, your thoughts. You may totally disagree, which is totally fine. And yeah, that's fine. And we will read that that's email. Good. And I got a bunch of emails piled up. I got a, a Olivia scheduled for Wednesday because we we went long yesterday. So we'll try to get to um, all of your comments. Uh, let's see here. Timberline Firearms and Training. 
Five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall, Rob will be back with an interview at Goldwater Institute on Thursday and then a special uh, Q&A on guns on Friday. That one's going to be fun. I've got so many questions for Rob, uh, including what to do with old damaged ammunition. Everybody needs to know that. It gets That's old an and damaged. Well, I guess it gets damaged. <laughs> I got right? I the damaged old. shotgun shell sitting right here. Um, Timberline Firearms and Training has great training courses. I, I hope you'll take advantage of it, especially with the holidays coming up. You can get a great gift card out there for a loved one. Uh, carry concealed courses. Angela's taken that. Very important one right there. Um, especially some private schools, they, they allow and, and encourage people to carry on their facilities with a CCW. Check with your school. Don't just assume. Yeah, don't just walk yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, but that's some of the things that are happening that I think are are really good. Uh, great firearms, ammunition, safes, and, of course, their indoor shooting range. Five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. Timberline Firearms and Training. Call them up. Book these training courses, 928-526-7900. 928-526-7900. Hang tight. Back in a minute. podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the Jeff Orovitz Show. If you get a rock chip in your windshield, remember to always call Diamond Auto Glass first. That's what Angela and I have been doing for years. You fix that rock chip quick, it doesn't spread to the rest of your windshield. 928-779-4140. If you've had glass coverage with Diamond Auto Glass before, the rock chip repair is included. Just zip on in right there on 4th Street in Flagstaff. Takes 10 to 15 minutes. No appointment necessary. For everyone else. Call 928-779-4140. That's 928-779-4140. Or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Trick or treat. Um, treat. <laughs> oh, no. It is Halloween out there, so um, be careful. Uh, yeah, kids. lots of pedestrians in the road tonight. What a great idea. You got kids running around in visually impaired outfits mostly. And sometimes very dark. In, in the dark. Uh, I mean, dark clothing. Begging strangers for candy. <laughs> Who, who thought of this stuff? I know. But anyway, Weird. kids love it. Yeah. They're, they're, we'll, we'll be out there trick-or-treating. Owen's going out. Olivia's going to some party. They're splitting up. Yeah. The band's breaking up. They used to <laughs> trick-or-treat together, but I guess that's what happens, right? I'm going to start yeah. crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have uh, Mark Howitt coming up in hour two. You know, he's been gone for what, almost Is he back or is he calling no, he's back. Oh, no, he's, he's back. back. Okay. So he's got a lot on his mind. We'll switch gears to some... Uh, more statewide, more national, more international stuff. Nothing going on internationally, no. right? I mean, geez, oh my. So we'll be hitting on all that, so stick around. Uh, comments, keep those piling up. I've got uh, a lot, and I think we'll hit those on Wednesday's show with Olivia. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Angela's got to go and help with the costumes and start checking candy. Do we still do that? We still check things? Well, I have to take my cut. Yeah, thank your cut. All right, hang tight. Back in a few.
This portion of the show is brought to you, my friends, at Diamond Auto Glass, where the difference is clear.com. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, welcome back. Hour two. Mark Howitt returns after, it's been like two weeks, I think, since you've been on the show. Yeah, it has. It's been about two weeks. I was uh, abducted. Abducted, actually. By aliens. <laughs> I did feel like I went to a foreign country. Um, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> it was so wild. So we, uh, me and three friends from Flagstaff, all in our 50s, um, took our bicycles and bag, bike bags and everything. Yeah. Flew to Pittsburgh and rode from Pittsburgh to D.C. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's nice. That's 335 miles. Say, yeah, a couple hundred miles at least. Yeah, yeah, but it's all trail. It's no road, basically. You're all... It's um, old rails to trails, you know, they took old railway tracks, turned yeah. them into trails. And then also, back in the day, they had the canal, the CNO Canal, which was the Cumberland, Ohio Canal. Never made it all the way to Ohio, but they would uh, pull barges with mules up parallel to the uh, Potomac River. Okay, yeah. And go through locks and whatnot. But anyway, they turned that old mule path into uh, a bike, like a gravel path. Yeah. Okay. You can oh, bike nice. and run. That's yeah. nice. Well, good. Oh, wow, well, it was like, you're back. Yeah, Pennsylvania is a different world. It is such a different and world. And Pittsburgh's a lot different than even, did you go through Philly? No, no, just Pittsburgh and then okay, down to, to D.C. Yeah, down to D.C., yeah. So yeah, you, even that, that west side of Pennsylvania is much different than that east side. I mean, you'll see changes oh, yeah. in those areas as far as the, the political dynamic and all that. Well, I sent you, I think, a picture of the, some of the menus where we stopped oh. at these places to eat. It was, It's like you went back 30 years in time. I mean, the first restaurant... Hamburger was four dollars. No, and uh, I'm like, we're all like, wow, that's cheap. Yeah, what's up with that? And so four of us eat. We get out of the restaurant for under forty bucks. You know, appetizers, dinners, dessert. Well, that's drinks. weird. I wouldn't expect that back there until you get to DC. Yeah, small towns. You know, these yeah. towns are a yeah. thousand to two thousand, three thousand people. The next town, hamburgers three dollars and twenty five cents, and I got it loaded with the extra onions and peppers, grilled, yeah. fresh yeah. grilled. Made it four twenty five. Wow, you I mean, can't you can't touch that big anymore. burger. And I'm yeah. watching the lady cook it. It's you know, she's for cutting up the onions herself and cutting up the peppers herself and throwing them on the grill and grilling them for you fresh. Wow, old school. Yeah, whereas you know my, your modern restaurant, they're pulling it frozen out of the freezer and yeah, it's all know, pre-done by pre-done. the supplier or whatever. Yeah, yeah. old school. Huh, interesting. Did you have a chance to get a Philly cheesesteak? Because obviously, uh, you weren't in Philly, but I not mean, in Philly. They get would, good yeah. stuff there. They, um, the funny thing is they don't call them, out on that side of Pennsylvania, they don't call them Phillies, but we did steak. have some. Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't want to be affiliated with, with Philly, apparently. Well, well, nice. I mean, I know it's a difference just, and I was talking to a buddy of mine today, just the cost outside of Flagstaff for restaurants, because Flagstaff has the highest minimum wage in the state, one of the highest in, in the country, right. probably the highest in the country. Headed for the highest. I went yeah. to a little restaurant in Cottonwood just like a week or so ago. Angela, I stopped at a very popular, busy um, you know, breakfast, lunch place, Um and I think it was eight ninety nine for a huge plate of breakfast. Yeah. I'm like, you can't touch. There's very few places that have anything under ten bucks in Flagstaff, and I get yeah. it. I get why. Their, yeah, their input costs are so much. Yeah, are high here. It's, yeah. it's crazy, but uh, interesting. It was it was stepping back in time. Almost every meal in those small towns, four of us were eating out for under forty bucks. Appetizers, like total, total, total. all yeah, four of us, yeah. and the one of us would get two meals. Oh, was that you? <laughs> no, it was my buddy, my buddy Josh. He was, uh, you know, we were riding about 45 miles a day. with yeah, you're burning calories. Though, with yeah. big bags on our bikes and stuff and burning a lot of calories. 
and uh, just plowing through the food. I'm still plowing through the food, playing catch up. I yeah, I bet. I bet. All right. Well, let's, uh, we'll actually hit on more of this on Friday's show because I think we can spend some good time talking about the, the East Coast and some other things as well. Yeah. Um, I want to get onto some Halloween things and stick with Arizona. Last hour, Angela and I spent the whole hour on an interesting topic that Mark spent time on before he left, which is the amazing amount of propositions that Flagstaff has. And we <laughs> laid out each one, and, and um, it was a good time. If you missed that and you haven't voted yet, or if you're in another small town or city, you should listen back to that because we really lay out how you got to watch your local government because I feel like Flagstaff yep. was trying to pull one over on us, a lot of the, those propositions, the politicians. So, they are. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of stuff I, that... Watch them. Watch takes, what they do. Uh, accountability well a lot of them do yeah yeah and some of them make borrowing a lot easier yeah exactly we're like no 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 so no anyway listen back to that but let's let's continue on with some more someone knocking at the door maybe that's flagstaff (laughs) i've offended them or it could be the hoa i offended last hour too uh we're going to continue on some arizona items and uh, i think we've got some updates on israel as well before i do that though uh, if you're selling a home in flagstaff area remember to call kelly broadus Uh, that's who i would call if i was selling a home right now uh, she really puts a lot into every sale. It's important to her. You can tell she takes, she's passionate about what she's doing. Um, when just things like the photography, the advertising, uh, the amount of time her and her team are going to spend with you. So I, I think when you call Kelly, just like so many people have talked about here on the show, you're going to be real happy with her dedication. Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. Here's her number if you're thinking about listing your home, 888-446-5602. 888-446-5602. You can also get a instant valuation of your home, which is changing quite a bit, but is up a lot from just a couple years ago by going to northernarizonafinehomes.com. That's northernarizonafinehomes.com. All right, Mark. So it is Halloween. Halloween, All Saints Eve. Okay. You into Halloween? Um, I'm not so much. You know, um, you're not your day. You know, I'm not really against it or for it. I'm just kind of like, eh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did, uh, when I built my house, I rigged it up so that um, it's got a water trap at the front door. <laughs> what, what, so we what, to, to to scare away trick or treaters. Yeah, I so we can actually um, hose down people at the front door before we open the door, like uh, like a decontamination center or no, something. Like a, going a like all fauci like, on us. A surprise like water blast right in the uh, face when you come knocking on the yeah, door. It, like if you don't, if it's like a telemarketer. It's yeah. Like, oops, I, oops, I I turned on my um my irrigation system so, by accident. Should so you be admitting this on is, air? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the way it's set up is um, it kind of shoots like like a garden hose stream at people. Okay. And when the trick-or-treaters come around, sometimes we'll give them a little blast just for fun. But the funny thing is the trick-or-treaters <laughs> usually have a like a big witch's hat or something on, and it bounces right off the hat and hits the parents, which wow. is... Is funny. That is great. The kids love it. Yeah, I'm sure they do when it's 22 degrees out. <laughs> <laughs> and the parents, too. Their, their smiles uh, are just frozen on their face. Um, they, they love it. Literally. Um, so, since it is Halloween, this one I ran across uh, on the New York Post. It was, I believe, 12 News originated the story here in Arizona. Teacher put on leave after um, Satan comments um, last week. <laughs> uh, this is in Mesa High School. And... Removed from the classroom, this teacher for allegedly dressing up as the devil and greeting students entering his classroom with Hail Satan. Yeah, making him pass under a pitchfork or something. Yeah, and I guess 
you know, it's close to Halloween, but that was a little far from Halloween, right? <laughs> even early. still. Some people get even excited. Sti- it's the whole month for some people. Yeah, you know, but but yeah. maybe taking it a bit too far. So uh, New York Post here, Mesa High School sophomore Nathaniel Hamlet claims his teacher walked into class Wednesday wearing devil horns and carrying a pitchfork, which he waved over students' heads as they entered the room to hail Satan greeting. Uh, some people thought it was funny, he says. Some people didn't like it. Some people were like, whatever, and just blew it off. He told 12 News. It wasn't clear if the team was dressed up in anticipation of Halloween, and like Mark said, very excited, or because it was School Spirit Week. I don't get the connection there with school spirit. <laughs> Wrong spirit. Uh, but Hamlet, a devout Christian, said he was offended and repeatedly asked uh, the educators to stop. And he allegedly did it three or four times after he got offended and said to stop. Yeah. Yeah. When you're, Probably not a good move here. You're really in a situation like that. Somebody asked you not to do it. Yeah, just, just stop. Just stop. Yeah. yeah. Maybe people get carried away and they're like, you know, doing something stupid and they dress up and they get caught up maybe in the moment. Like he, he maybe he wanted to be an actor, yeah, apparently. you know, and just got all excited <laughs> that he was playing Satan. <laughs> oh man. Um, Mark, you had one here in sticking Arizona, Gilbert, uh, fire department unveiled the new electric fire, fire truck. truck. This mm. sounds, this is one of the few in the country and it sounds to me like a terrible idea mm. and they're promoting it as well. It's going to save our, uh, firemen from getting cancer from diesel exhaust. <laughs> really? Okay. Come on. Diesel trucks are everywhere for ever. Now, here's what I'm thinking. hundred like, plus years. You're running out on this fire truck to a fire or an emergency. Yeah. You get there, you get back. Now another emergency comes up and you're like stuck on the charger for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there soon. Okay, we just, just need a little more 20 charge. more minutes on the rapid charge station. Hold tight, people. This is, and it, I don't know if you've seen car fires as a result of lithium batteries. Yeah. 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 They're outrageously hot. So it, the fire crews are saying it takes about 10,000 gallons of water to put out a car fire from a lithium I battery fire. Yeah. Can you imagine, I mean, the size of the batteries on this fire truck? So you're rolling this fire truck into a, possibly a fire zone. And if it gets, if those batteries catch on fire, they're enormous to run a fire truck. Yeah. You know, what's it going to take? 50,000 gallons of water to put the fire truck out if it catches on fire? Yeah. And some people might argue, well, the diesel's going to blow up, but diesel is actually very, uh, not very volatile at no. all. No. I've heard of people dropping a match into diesel. Yes. And it's, it's not like gasoline where those vapors. No. That's why they use. Diesel um, won't last. That's why they use diesel on like boats and stuff because boat, boat fires are a huge problem with gasoline. Yeah. Motors and diesel is just very hard to. It's very uh, hard fire to fire that stuff up. Yep. I actually thought I saw an article of it. It may have been the Mesa Fire Department somewhere down in the valley. Right. And. They were grappling with how to put out battery fires. Yeah. Because it's, it, it took like a whole truck of water. And it's kind of like I, I equated it to when you have a fire on your, on your oven, on your oven, your oven, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the, the grease, grease fire. fire. Yeah. And it's like your natural instinct is to throw water at it. Right. Which is the worst thing to do. You have to smother it. So that's what they're having to do with these chemical fires, is what they are with the batteries. And mm-hmm. they're talking about, like dropping them in a dumpster. I don't know what, that's a big dumpster. I guess you got a, a big roll away there or something. Or, oh, and even digging a hole and burying them yeah. to starve it of oxygen. So <laughs> well, imagine just a fire burn, To let it burn safely out. And yeah, um, I had this discussion with a mechanical engineer this weekend um, who works with batteries and he, he was talking about how it, it burns so hot. It actually burned a hole in the concrete when they had a huh? small yeah. lithium battery, like bicycle size battery fire. Yeah. 
Right, burn through concrete. I mean, it, that says something. Incredibly right there. hot. Yeah. Look, this is a showpiece because I would imagine Gilbert and the politicians were like, "We've got to be more green." So yeah. I, Gilbert's, you know, a good size area. I imagine they have many dozens of fire trucks, just like a city like Prescott or Flagstaff would have. Yep. So it's like, let's get the. It's like the buses in Flagstaff. You know, stupid EV buses. Yeah, they're talking about going to full EV. They've been yeah. hybrid. And it's, it's just, it's just a showpiece. But here's the problem with it. Fine if you want to do that. Like I know a lot of people that own EVs and they just they want to own them. They're cool cars and they also like to make the statement or they just they just like the car. Whatever. It ain't their money though. You know the Gilbert right. Fire Department or the Gilbert City Council whoever approved the purchase. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It's, it's unnecessary. It's taxpayer money. Exactly. There are alternatives. I don't. And I looked at this article you sent me, Mark. If I was the one writing this article, first question I have and put in there and focus on is how much does this cost? Yep. And I would do an AB comparison because I guarantee you, you could probably, and think about this, you could probably get several diesel fire trucks for the price of that one electric fire truck. Wouldn't it be better to have several new diesel efficient fire trucks than spend the money on an experiment? Because that's what this is. This is a, this is a, a niche market. Whoever made the EV fire truck, there's not, they're not selling a lot of them. No. So why, why do it? Where does it get serviced? Right. Is the company in existence, you know, five years from now after you've invested, I would imagine many hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions. I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure. It makes no sense. It's, it's a stupid waste of taxpayer money for no reason. It really is. It, it's a bad choice. Yeah. You know, I would say this about taxes, you know, things like this. If you went around door to door and say, hey, we're raising money to buy an EV fire truck that's going to cost you $5 million, whatever the number is, yeah. please donate. How many people would donate if you knocked on their door? No. Nobody, right? If, if every tax was like that, if you had to go to somebody's house and say, hey, we need money for a new police vehicle, we need money for this or that, whatever the city wants to it? buy, would you do it? You don't think about it because you're paying the tax at the store through sales tax. You're getting it taken out of your uh, paycheck before you ever yep. even see it. You don't think about it. But if somebody actually went and tried to take it out of your wallet, you would fight back. And that's the problem. We've We've made taxes so disconnected from... The feeling of getting the money yeah. taken from you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I looked at some new purchases recently uh, to upgrade the studio here. Maybe get a second one of these boards for Sound my travel board. kit, yeah. right? And, you know, I'm like, by the time I spend another 1000 bucks, also, I don't have to take out some cables and put this in the case. I'm like, when I got to pulling the trigger, I just kind of backed off. I was like, eh. 1000 bucks. I was like, it's 1000 bucks. Am I really that lazy? I'll, I'll wait. Yep. I don't really need it. Um, while you were gone, I proposed that every time people go to the store – the store prints a receipt, a scroll that shows, like, let's say you spent a uh, hundred bucks and your tax was $10. It actually itemizes all the things. Like you spent one penny here, half a penny on this. We're I mean, <laughs> it'd be great if we could do that because I think most people would be like, what is this? Yeah. What am I spending this money on? And I don't know if we'll have time here during the show today to, to pull, pull this up and quickly research it. But I wonder what the cost of an electric fire truck is versus a diesel fire truck. And if you presented that to most common sense people and said you get three diesel fire trucks or you get one electric yep. fire truck or even two to one, whatever the margin is. Cause I'm, I'm sure it's greater that, you know, you get it's more probably diesels. closer to three. I yeah. think most sane minded people would say, give me the diesel one. Yes. I'd rather have more efficiently operating diesel trucks 
than a new electric. And we got some old ones there that they're like practically pushing yep. to the fire. All right. Love your thoughts. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Speaking of efficiency, you may want to increase the efficiency of your heater. Uh, you may have turned on your heater and nothing came out but cold air. And it got uh, a lot colder here in the past couple of days. No matter if you're in the Verde Valley, if you're in uh, the Prescott area, Sedona, Flagstaff, anywhere in northern central Arizona, Gettles, High Desert Mechanicals, family-owned company. Brothers Adam and Ted Gettles have been servicing HVAC units all over the place, including plumbing, by the way, heating, cooling, and plumbing throughout central and northern Arizona for over 30 years. Give them a call. They can service your existing heater. They can put in a new one if you need it. Uh, they do a great job. I've used them before as well. 928 567 2200. 928 567 2200. Or Google Gettles, G O E T T L S, GettlesHDM.com. GettlesHDM.com. Back in there. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. If you get a rock chip in your windshield, remember to call Diamond Auto Glass first before making an auto glass claim. Here's why. Most insurance companies, they're, they're going to use a nation, nationwide glass shop to answer their calls. Uh, they're going to try to route you to their shop, which may very well cause delays, make increased costs, all of that. When you get a rock chip, call Diamond Auto Glass or just stop on by right there on 4th Street in Flagstaff. Here's a number if you want to call them first. Diamond Auto Glass, 928 928- 779-4140-928-779-4140 or go to the difference is clear.com. Mark Howitz back with us. Speaking of cash. You were, you sent me something on the IRS and some kind of you. How'd you get this internal memo? This got leaked out or something? It looked like a legal document. Everything's available on the internet, right? So, <laughs> too, yeah. What started all this? Uh, a while back, I went to the Grand Canyon and I wanted to buy my annual pass for the parks. And they're like, "We don't take cash." I remember this, yeah, right? I'm like, "You're the federal government. It's your money. It's your money. It says yeah. right on it." You know. Yeah, <laughs> good for all debts, public and private. Yeah, backed by the full faith of the U.S. government, yeah. except for when you try to use it. So then I was up in uh, on my bicycle trip. We went to um, another national park, basically, and not only was the uh, you know any official park fees not able to be paid in cash, but even their gift store, oh wow, was only credit, cashless society. Mm. Um, I was like, is that can the federal government do that? I started doing a little research, and I was wondering. You even got retailers in Flagstaff that are accepting only cards, not cash, right? And like, is that is all that legal? So I did a little research. In Arizona, retailers can turn down cash. They can they can dictate what they want payment in. Okay, I, that's fair enough. I don't have to do business with them. You don't. Have they, to, they're right. a private business. If they want five goats, if that's the way they're doing it, or we only accept silver coins, right? I mean, they're going to have a hell of a problem reporting taxes because they're going to have to convert that into dollars to pay taxes on it, the equivalent. Yes. But anyway, okay, go okay. on. So, I, you know, I started looking up, and um, actually some states have required retailers to take cash. Oh, really? Okay. And I'll get back to that in a minute. Okay. But uh, the federal government, the IRS, actually put out a memo saying, we believe we are required to take cash based on the federal regulations that basically, and it's printed on your money, 
it's valid. You know, it's good for any debt, public or private. And the IRS is basically saying, yes, we're required to take cash. Interesting. Okay. But we don't have to take it at every location because some locations are sketchy, but we do have to take it in general. So you can still pay your taxes in the cash that the government who prints the money wants you to pay the taxes, right? What do you do? <laughs> drop off a, a briefcase of cash to them? Uh, yeah, I get, guess you could. Get a receipt, folks. Get a receipt. <laughs> get a receipt. Okay, but but they, there is some exclusions. I guess I could see that. But I don't see why the Grand Canyon, for example, doesn't have a, a at least cash. a cash line available. Right. You know, maybe not every booth. And I don't know how many. There, there's usually a couple. Maybe a couple not every them. single. But, hey, cash only line or credit card only line. I, I could see that. But, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, our, it's, it's our currency. Let's not give up cash. No, and here's, well, here's a problem that's instantly obvious is when you do credit card business, you have to pay a fee to the mm-hmm. credit card company. So the, the federal government now is raising more money for these credit card companies by only taking credit cards, right? Yes. And yeah. so you're making, and a lot of them are in Delaware because Delaware is very pro credit card. Um, we know who else is from that part of the world. Yeah. A lot of people set up corporations, <laughs> Delaware corporations. Yeah. yeah. Delaware has set up a president. But uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, not coincidence here. Not, not coincidence. So it, it doesn't behoove the federal government to be not taking cash. It's more cost effective, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So I started looking into, you know, what's going on with the cash thing. And one thing I discovered was there's about 25 million Americans that just don't have credit cards. They're underbanked, basically. Don't have a bank account. Don't have a bank account. account or yeah. If they do, it's like, you know, sketchy. Sketchy, and they don't have an ATM card or a credit card, or they don't have a way to pay for things. So by doing this, the federal government is keeping 25 million Americans potentially out of the parks. So then, And those people in particular are usually minorities, mm-hmm. um, often in ghettos. You know, the people that most need to escape the cities and go see a park and get refreshed May being, not be able to pay to get in. Exactly. <laughs> and okay. the other thing on That's, the private side, and this is that you go to the grocery store or wherever to get your groceries, and they say, you got to pay a credit card. And you're like, now I can't even buy food. And you say, yeah. well, that I could go to a different grocery store, but... Yeah, maybe the town has one. There's lots that have one grocery one, store. Yeah, I just fit a bunch of those. One yeah. grocery store. Yeah. And typically, poor neighborhoods are underserved and overcharged at grocery stores. Yeah, I've heard, fewer, I've heard that. I've heard that, yeah. And so it creates a problem for um, basically the poor not to be able to do it, access things. So there's been, I think it's four states now that have passed laws saying private companies also have to accept the U.S. dollar. Okay. Um, I could see probably a movement coming with that for that reason you listed, plus the, um, you know, we, t- we talk about the um, digital, going all digital. Yep. Uh, the, the digital dollars, and, and they're going to eventually push us to that system. Yep. Uh, that concerns me. I think that you may see a lot of states say, no, you have to accept cash. So that way we don't go to the full cashless society where the government, the federal government in particular, has full control over everything we do. Yep. And the other thing about cash is it can't be traced as far as what you're buying. So you go to the grocery store and you buy, you know, Crest toothpaste. Yeah. And all of a sudden you log into Facebook and there's an ad for Crest, Crest toothpaste. toothpaste. Yeah. Because the, the credit, credit card, card company sold, it sold your yeah. info. <laughs> exactly. And just the whole idea about who knows if they come up with social credit scores or some crap, exactly. which they could. I think it'll be found unconstitutional and all that. But the three years you're fighting them. You know, right. when these wacko politicians come up with this stuff, yep. it's like, no, we should have cash as an option. And the people that say, well, I got nothing to hide. You're a ding dong because you want to 
not disclose a lot of things to the politicians and the government because they'll use it against you. And I, automatically yep. people think cash and it's like, oh, you're a drug dealer, this or that. But you just enumerated several ways that, hey, there's a lot of people that don't even have um, those accounts. They can't even the get thing. it. The government officials, judges, police, politicians, it's illegal to say where they live. You know, their, their address, their private life is very yeah, they, hidden yeah. for safety reasons. So shouldn't the private sector also have the same level of safety where your average, everything you buy, every, where you live, your phone number, all this, shouldn't it be private? Yeah, you would, you would hope that you would get the same uh, treatment as the government officials that, you know, that they get. But as I was talking about with Angela last hour, they yeah. seem to do whatever the hell they want. Yes. And they're so much smarter than all of us. All right. Uh, speaking of cash, uh, Sportsman's Bar and Grill will definitely take some of your cash, but not too much because it is Taco Tuesday, $3 tacos. And uh, I just had some of those. They're awesome. Great tacos. Uh, you head on over there. Plus, is it tonight? I don't even know. The World Series game four. I think Oof. that's tonight. I don't lost know. track. They got like 14 TVs for whenever if right, you're real baseball. Quick, yeah. I'm predicting Diamondbacks, and I'll tell you why. They're going to they're gonna tie it up in game four here? I think so, and I think okay. they're going to take the series. Okay. And why? Why? Real okay. quick, because I got to go to break. Or real do you want to do this when we come back? No, real quick. Okay. okay. Um, got an election coming up in Arizona. Very mm-hmm. controversial. People want to be, if you keep everybody happy, mm-hmm. the economy's doing good, their sports team's doing good, they'll reelect the same people. Okay. If their sports team's doing crappy, economy's doing crappy, life's miserable, they're going to change who they vote for. Okay, so that's why the Diamondbacks are going to win? Diamondbacks are going to win. That's my prediction. Yeah, but, yeah, but that, couldn't they make that same argument in Texas? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see some holes in your argument there, Mark. Texas, the Republicans are going to win no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Get some great tacos up there just north of downtown in the Bashes Shopping Center there. Uh, and don't forget tomorrow, and you can stop by for lunch as well, they've got uh, Wing Wednesday. Uh, half price wings. And I was talking to Craig who owns Sportsman's and I, I warned him that he's keeps doing this half price wing thing. He's going to go out of business. It's crazy. Yes. He's, he's crazy. actually losing money. You got to buy a drink. Do take something. it. Take advantage of, of Sportsman's <laughs> and these great deals uh, up there. Hang, hang tight. Back in just a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. You know, I love dealing with Arizona companies, and a great one is the Blind Brothers, based right here in Arizona, servicing all of northern Arizona, central Arizona. Angela and I used the Blind Brothers last year. Got a great set of blinds, um, got rid of those old 1990s things. Uh, they did a great job doing the installation as well. Mention the Jeff Orovitz Show when you call the Blind Brothers, and they're going to uh, take half off, half off uh, installation in addition to any other advertised specials. Do your neighbors a favor. Call the Blind Brothers right now, 928-634-2423, 928-634-2423, or go to theblindbrothers.com. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, I, I saw this one last night, and then you sent this to me as well. I, I missed it. I don't know if this just hit because I did have 
Rob Wilson on the show just yesterday talking a bunch of uh, gun issues. You know, Biden did the whole ex- banning the exporting of, of firearms, except for Ukraine, you know, places like that. <laughs> um, but private dealers and stuff have been a 90-day stay on doing any business in most places, except for actually you can send – they can still work with Ukraine and Israel and a couple other places. But um, anyway, another one that you also pointed out is Arizona Attorney General uh, – is it Chris Mays? Chris Mays. Chris Mays. Yep is looking to craft red flag law, a red flag law here in Arizona. Okay, so first of all, she is the attorney general, so it's kind of out of her purview to craft. I mean, she can make a suggestion to the legislature. Maybe craft was the wrong. Craft yeah. it and hope the legislature does it. Yeah, you know, it's just like when a president says, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. Well, it's the, it's the Congress that mm-hmm. makes the laws, not the president. True. Um, attorney general's job is to enforce the law. You know, say, hey, you broke the law. We're the attorney. We're coming after you. Okay. Um, red flag law, um, basically saying, Hey, such and such person is unstable. You know, maybe they've been domestically violent recently. Okay. Um, take their guns away for until they've been cleared of the violence. Um, sounds great until it's not though, in my opinion, the argument is always that any gun law could be misused to eventually take guns away from law abiding citizens. Yeah. Law abiding citizens. Really, in this country, I mean, we need to, We all see that there's a problem with misuse of guns. Bad guys have guns, and they misuse. They do what bad guys do. So the real question in this country is, how do we take the guns from bad guys without at all infringing on the rights of the good guys? That's the that's the forty million dollar question. It's not we'll just with guns. It's it's everything we do. Uh, yeah, whether it be driving a car. Um, Let me explain the question for you. Do you trust the government to do that? That's the challenge because they have violated our trust. So many, excuse me, so many times in so many different ways now. Yeah, trusting the government is really hard these days. I mean, really, what is a government? It's a government of the people, by the people, for the people. We get together and say, hey, we need a law to take care of these idiots over here that are being bad guys. You know, Supposed back, to be. You know. Going back to the dawn of history, the good guys, we get together and say, hey, we got a bad guy here. Let's team up. And But all too often we've seen the supposed good guys get into power and they turn out to be the bad guys, the bad guys. causing uh, harm to the good guys that didn't get in office. Exactly. I mean, it's just, I, I, you don't know what to trust anymore. Yeah, it's, um, I do think some red flags laws would be good. It's, it's how you craft it and the right limitations you put on it. Because clearly there's, there's kids who are mentally disturbed in high schools. And a lot of these shooters that have happened have had a record of mental illness, mental disturbances. Red flags have happened. And there hasn't been the power to take the guns away from them or to, you know, basically. Well, the guy in Maine, why did they, why'd they even let him out, though, at that point? I mean, will they even catch? And I, I hear that there's 20-something states. There's, there's several states that have red flag laws right now was yep. Maine one of them was any of these states where these things have happened one of them does it even work because here's my concern mark we get another law we get another mm-hmm. uh, authority or power to a judge and they make poor decisions I, it, i've always had a problem and concern with a red flag law because i think it gets to that and i get where you're coming from and i get where people are coming from oh we got we got to do something but I, I just go back to is it going to do anything because we have so many gun laws in place already and it still doesn't help. And you see so many things fall through the crack because we just keep piling law on top of law and policy on top of policy. And I don't, the, the sad thing is something is sick with our society mm-hmm. where this stuff is, is, is happening. There is, yeah, there is a root 
cancer of sin. And government in our can't fix that. No, government can't fix that. But we can't say that. A lot of people say government can't legislate morality. Well, that's not true. We say murder is wrong. That's legislating morality. We can do it. But to what extent and how we go about it? Okay, are the yeah, hard yeah, questions. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna go back and you know uh, go old school and start chopping off hands when people steal stuff. I mean, they may say that's cruel and unusual punishment, a violation Maybe, of the Constitution. But it probably does deter <laughs> theft and things like that. Uh, Rob brought this up yesterday about the main shooting, which I I don't have a lot of details on, but he was saying that he was surprised there was nobody. Uh, there wasn't uh, somebody who who was packing, who had a firearm, who could have maybe confronted this guy. Maybe and none of us have a, have a crystal ball and can look back in time. So you know, if someone was packing, would there have been less? Right. So apparently, the bowling alley, from what I heard, and this is you know me hearing this from whatever source, yeah. had a no guns allowed inside. Okay. Rule. So here's the analogy um, I want to throw out there: lots of school shootings have happened where no guns are allowed. How many yeah, yeah. shootings have happened at shootings of people have happened at Timberline Firearms and Training? Other shooting yeah, places where you know it's it's a it's a hard target, not a soft hard target. target. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah, you don't see those get shot up, right? Because you know people in there are armed. Yeah, and they're going to shoot back. Yeah, you, you, and, and it's going it, to a tough situation. That's not the place you go. Right. Yeah. And so when you put up a, a no gun sign at a school or whatever, you're basically saying unarmed victims. Yeah, I would like we schools, um, especially private schools that do have carry concealed uh, allowances, which there mm-hmm. are available in Arizona. Yes. Uh, I know because I'm aware of one. Yes. <laughs> I'd like Likewise. to have them put a sign out front saying uh, there's a good chance our staff and maybe even the parents are packing. Yeah. You know, this is a Second Amendment school. Yes. Second Amendment school. Probably, a, I think Texas is doing that in places. Probably Second a good idea. Sanctuary. Yeah. We are, not a, we are not a soft target. We are, nope. a, a not, we are not a gun-free zone. Right. I, I think that's, that'll help. I don't, Mark, look, I don't think, I don't think the red flag laws are going to change anything, sadly. Um, I, I get it why you and some people want some form of something, perhaps, um, it's just how do they take care of it? And I don't exactly trust the, the Democrats in charge of Arizona to come up with that. Right. Especially Attorney General Mays. Um, it's dead on arrival, quite frankly. I don't think it makes it anywhere in the legislature, which is controlled I, by the Republicans. I would say that. Okay, maybe. The Republicans only have each house by a seat. True. And it only, and not all Republicans are on the same uh, playing field, you know, same level mm. when it comes to Second Amendment stuff. Yeah. So I could see it actually getting through. Yeah, if it's not over the top, if it's over the top, dead on arrival. If it's yeah, well, here's here's what she said. Our office has been looking at crafting and helping to get introduce a red flag law in Arizona. This particular proposal has a lot of due process built into it. It has a judge who has to make this determination. Only a specific list of people are allowed to make these claims and ask for these orders, and it ultimately ends up in a hearing. I. I so they say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen a lot of cases here recently where a school goes on lockdown because somebody thought they saw something. Yes. And I get it. Okay, you want to be vigilant and this and that. But it gets to a point where you've got kids chasing uh, the boogeyman. Right. And, you know, look, you see a kid with a gun. Okay, I get that. Say something. But now we're at the point where everybody's seeing something because everybody's on such edge. Uh, we were asked by our school if we want an armed security guard. Right. And I was like... Are we at that point? I don't think so. If you have carry concealed, I think I don't want my kids to feel like they are constantly under threat. When I think statistically speaking, 
they're not. If you look at the numbers, the school is pretty dang safe. When it happens, it's, it's absolutely tragic. Don't get me wrong. Yep. But the numbers are, um, statistically speaking, it's you're going to be fine right. um, in your school. Yeah, there's a lot of fear, you yeah. know, nationwide media picking up on stories. And these are tragic stories. Statistics Absolutely. are smaller Absolutely. than, you know, you think. But any any school shooting is unacceptable. I, I agree with that 100%. And so I, I've been saying this a lot lately. We have two major parties in this country, and the Republicans and the Democrats. We should both be looking at a problem saying, there's a problem. Let's work at fixing it, come up with a <laughs> Variety of ideas, right? Yeah, yeah. That is never what happens on no, either side. It's no. so frustrating. And that's why I'm, I'm done. Uh, you know, while the Republicans weren't conservative enough for me anymore, you let, you, you know. Um, no labels. He's no labels. <laughs> I don't know where that's going to go, but we'll see. Um, and, and I left the Republican Party for, for other reasons. I don't think they're going far enough for me mm-hmm. um, and not representing my values anymore over, overall. Having said that, when it comes down to two choices on the ballot, yeah, I'm going to be voting for mostly Republican politicians, right? right? But at least I'm not um, giving them the number anymore, right? As far as not going to be oh, there's so many people you know that are in the party. But I do agree with you. I mean, there's so many things that have been politicized in this country that don't need to be politicized. Yep. Um, there's some things that okay, we're not going to agree, agree on. That's very political. Abortion, um, certain things, but the number is pretty small. But we have managed to make everything. A huge political deal, sadly. All right. Yes. Uh, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. One thing I do know for certain is you can save some money by going to Just Wireless right there on Milton Avenue as I-17 comes into Flagstaff. Zach and his team do a great job of keeping, keeping some money in your pocket by fixing your existing smartphones. No matter what kind of smartphone you've got, bring it on over to Just Wireless. If you've got a cracked screen, uh, the battery's bad, which is a very common problem. They can change those batteries out, charging port problems, you name it. Just Wireless can take care of it for you. Plus, they've got a great line of refurbished phones at Just Wireless. Instead of spending a, a small fortune on the latest, greatest, you can get you know, six months ago or a year ago, latest, greatest, right? For a fraction of the cost. So save some money that way. Go to Just Wireless. Find out more info at JustWirelessAZ.com. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the Jeff Orovitz Show. You've still got time to take advantage of Gutter Helmet's great deal they've got going on before your roof completely ices over. Uh, mention a Jeff Orovitz Show when you call Gutter Helmet about their great system here. 40 years of experience. Gutter Helmet has the best manufacturers lifetime transferable warranty on performance of materials. It's a multi-patented reverse curve. goes right over your gutters. The system deflects everything so that your gutters remain running freely so they don't freeze over in winter and get all clogged up during big monsoon storms. Call or text Gutter Helmet right now, 928-318-6555. 928-318-6555. Mention a Jeff Orvich show. Normally it's 30% off right now and for a small window here that's going to end soon 35 percent off 928-318-6555 or go to gutterhelmetsnaz.com 
you know, Mark, you were away for almost two weeks, and obviously Israeli-Hamas war entering, well, we, we, we're into week three now. Uh, day at, 25, at I think. Point. Yeah. yeah. Um, today, GO, the GOP, the Republicans, speaking of the Republicans, drafted a $14.3 billion funding bill to um, aid Israel. Uh, what they did... And maybe we'll have to. We won't have time to, to debate this right now. But we, we've got such we've got such problems with money in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, 113 billion to Ukraine. This is why we shouldn't have gotten involved in that pit there. But what they did do is they did say, okay, 14.3 billion because that's what uh, Biden was asking for. You're going to have to pull it away from the Inflation Reduction Act, nice. and including <laughs> the money that they funded for the IRS, the 80 billion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Biden's already flipping out about it. It's a, it's a no deal. But I would like to see any spending bills as individual bills. You want money for Ukraine? Individual votes. I want everybody on the record. Israel, you yep. want really for any big spending packages. Well, the very concept you just talked about, it, say, all right, we want to spend money over there. That means we have to spend less over here. Sacrifice, right? Just like your household exactly. budget. Exactly. Exactly. You tell this to your kids, Mark. Yeah. You say, well, I want... I want that bike and I want that um, a video game or whatever. Mermaid Barbie doll. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> five <laughs> men, 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 mermaid or whatever. Okay. There's $500 and $500, let's say. Well, we've only got $500, kids. So let's get both. Yeah. So let's get both. We can have everything. Everybody gets a car. No. You sit down and you say, you got to make a decision. Or if you're absolutely broke and you like, don't have money for rent or gas in the tank, you explain to your kids, we can't do either of those because- we're broke, broke. <laughs> or if you happen to have the money yep. or you can come up with the money, you say, but we only have $500, but no daddy, I want the, I want everything. Well, sorry, son, not going to happen. Not Pick gonna one happen. and yep. make the hard decision. That's where we need to get to. And that's, yeah. so I do respect that. I do give the new speaker of the house credit for doing that. Yep. We'll see what happens with it. Um, but I don't want to see packages bunched together anymore. No. I'm tired of that crap. I am too. Yeah, the real problem with this, you know, the Israel thing is goes back to Biden and Obama. You know, recently we traded three hostages for three hostages. Three, we had three prisoners from Iran. Yeah. They had three prisoners from America. Yeah, and six billion bucks. So we gave three for three, and we tossed in six billion. Yeah. So yeah. we basically said, hey, if you get a hostage, a hostage is worth two billion dollars. So Are what we- does Hamas do? They go out and get two hundred and twenty hostages. Biden encouraged this, and Obama did too. It's absolutely ridiculous. He got Israel into this predicament. He's got Americans into this predicament. It's terrible what Biden has done. Yeah, whatever happened to the thing we don't negotiate with uh, terrorists? Yes. I mean, that's so far out the window for so long. Both parties are guilty of it. Yeah, this is what happens, though. Um, But no, on on the spending side, let's get back to that. Straight up, let's see where you stand. Yes. Don't be weaselly, slimy politicians. Straight up. So I do... I, I. I don't have a verdict out on the Speaker of the House yet because I want to see what happens with the government shutdown drama that's going to come here in a couple of weeks right before Thanksgiving yeah, and see if they have the cojones to move forward with what I want them to, which is shut it down if we can't get individual packages, at least break these spending bills up. All right, Mark, I'm glad you're back. Um, we're out of time, but I, I do want to um, have you back on Friday's show because I want to hear more about your trip and yes. – and, um, all that stuff. So we'll spend a lot of time on Friday. It, show. it reinvigorated my faith in at least small town America. Good. Were you playing that song? <laughs> Jason, Aldean. Yeah, Jason Aldean over <laughs> and over again. Um, 
Everybody be careful out there. There's a lot of kids in costumes with limited visibility. Great idea. Probably dark <laughs> costumes. Black where they can't yeah. see. <laughs> uh, begging for candy, so be careful out there. Busy show for you tomorrow as well. I hope you all join us. Have a great, safe night. Take care. See you soon.